Good morning, Macomb. You are listening to A&A at 8 on 88.3 The Dog. Andrew, we got a lot going on this week, so we're going to dive right into it. We got some moments of the week right here. We got Chicago's favorite team being eliminated from postseason contention. One ball, two strikes, two outs to second. Hard hit. And finally, raise the Jolly Roger. Bucks pound the Cubs. So that's pretty rough for the Cubs there. They're uh, they're done. Yeah, they're, they just fell apart. Yeah, that was, what, Tuesday night? 9-2 loss to the Pirates. Yeah. Was yeah we'll talk a little straight? more about them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we, got, we got the coming of Eli Jr. making a game-winning touchdown against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. On fourth and five, Jones steps up, takes off, he's in, touchdown! So that was Daniel Jones scoring a game-winning rushing touchdown against the Buccaneers in his first start. We're going to talk about Jones here when we get to the NFL, but we had a crazy game, Pac-12, late at night. Those those late Pac-12 games are insane. We have UCLA scoring game-winning touchdown against Washington State. They do get it off. Felton's got it in his hands, and the playmaker scores for UCLA! Yeah, that that whole game was just insane. Uh, UCLA 0-3 at the time, Washington State 3-0. and uh, And Washington State was ranked, too, number 19. Yeah. Um, UCLA was down 17-49 in the third quarter. And they score, like, 50 points yeah. in, like, Literally a quarter and a half. Literally 50 points in a quarter and a half. And, yeah. But I think the main thing, Washington State, they turned the ball over six times that game. Yeah, uh, UCLA only can't. turned it over once. Yeah, I mean Washington State's quarterback Anthony Gordon threw for nine touchdowns. That's <laughs> still. I mean, imagine throwing nine touchdowns and you still can't beat right an zero and three team. Right. That's yeah, but college football is so unpredictable. It's just like I. It's, it leaves me speechless. That whole game was just dude. Insane. Those Pac twelve games, like the late ones, have been really good this season. Yeah, We've had a lot of. You had Utah going down. You had uh, when U.S. or no Stanford was it? They were ranked and they lost to USC. I believe so. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's crazy right now. A whole college football landscape is crazy. I want to talk about football, but I want to talk about NFL. So since we last had our show, a lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff. We had a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, Pat's released Antonio Brown. And amid of all these scandals and allegations. allegations, he apparently sent threatening text messages to one of his accusers, and they confirmed it was from his phone. I think the Patriots really bit off more they can chew with uh, Brown with that. in that one. Yeah, he said he's not going to play again in the NFL. Well, he enrolled uh, at Central Michigan. So. Yeah, online classes. Yeah. yeah, I really don't know if he will come back. I know there's a few teams that showed interest in him since he's been cut, but... Because, I mean, he's, what, 30 now? Yeah. He's still a good receiver. You know, he's still, oh, well, yeah, he if threw, he was playing, he'd he, still be one of the top receivers. Yeah. But it's just, there's so much of that extra baggage now that some teams just don't even want to take a risk on it. Yeah. I think he needs to prove that he can turn himself around and then that he's changed. So maybe give him, like, a year off. Yeah. I don't think he's going to come back this year. 
Yeah, and he showed he can still be productive. He scored a touchdown in his only game this year. Right. It could end up being his only game this year. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if he gets signed to a team or if he just kind of unofficially is retired. I don't think even. he'll be retired. I think he'll come back and play at, at least one point. more time, yeah. Um, we got going from someone playing one game this season to someone going to play their first game this season. Melvin Gordon is going to end his holdout. He's not going to play this week, but he's reporting to the team today and will play week five. Most likely. Most likely. I think with how Austin Eckler's been doing, I think they'll kind of work him in, work Gordon back in. It'll take a couple weeks, but he's still one of the top backs in the NFL. So I mean, I read that they were going to have Eckler and Jackson just slot behind him like from the get-go. Really? They're going to have Gordon just come back right away and be the main back. I mean, I feel like this week would be the best week for him to get back to speed because they're Give playing the Give him like Dolphins. a few touches, but keep <laughs> Eckler as the main right now. Because, I mean, they're playing the Dolphins. I maybe he was just disappointed that they started one and two, so he's like, "All right, I got to come back." Yeah, because initially he was gonna come back in some point in October, probably around week eight. Yeah, but yeah, I mean Austin Eckler has had a solid year so far. Already has four touchdowns in three weeks. Yeah, uh, six and a half yards per touch because uh, they use him both receiving and running game. Right, uh, but I think he'll still have a role, a good a good role as a kind of a third down. Uh, pass situation back. Yeah, Screen maybe maybe this back. will give the Chargers a little a little a, a charge. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> they start out one and two. They just lost to Houston. Um, you said they play the Dolphins this week. Yeah, they do. That'll be an easy dub for them. <laughs> um, so we have. I don't know how much it would say as Daniel Jones won the game for New York as much as he uh, got gifted the game by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, that so Jones, not Jones, but the Giants won thirty-two to thirty-one. Bucks led twenty-eight and ten at half. This was the Giants' biggest comeback since nineteen seventy. Jones was twenty-three for thirty-six, three hundred and thirty-six yards, two passing touchdowns, and had two rushing touchdowns on four carries for twenty-eight yards. Yeah, just a great showing for your debut. But it is the Bucks, and well, they they had a the chance thing. to win it. I mean, even if they like that field goal. They, the he missed two extra points earlier in the game. Well, one was blocked, but even then, those two extra points are good. They win by one. Yeah. So I I would I will give credit to Daniel Jones for really showing out in his first game, four total touchdowns and that re- just great awareness to like run on that fourth and five to score the touchdown. But I need to see more. I need to see him play someone who's not the Bucks. Yeah, I. Who did the Giants play this week? I or next they might are they on a bye or is that next week? No, the the Jets are on a bye this week. Okay. Um, because I think you know if you go into your bye and you win again with Daniel Jones, because I I believe Saquon Barkley left with an injury last week too, and we'll talk about that. But. Because now, you know, they have no Saquon Barkley. They play the Redskins this Redskins, week. Redskins, okay. But, like, they have Evan Engram stepping up. He had a big game yeah. against the Bucks. Um, yeah, Barclays offensive out. line needs some work. Yeah. Um, they gave up four sacks, and they were all the one guy on the Bucks. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he's got to give Giants fans hope. I mean, because you well, had I that mean, this stat. Was the, this was the <laughs> – yeah, this stat is insane. So, when – okay, so – Eli is 0-44 when the Giants were down 18 or more points in a game, and Jones is 
So right there, <laughs> Daniel Jones is better than Eli Manning confirmed. Like, <laughs> he did something Eli Manning had never done before. In 44 tries. Right, exactly. But man, Eli has the two rings. Just put so. this man up against the Patriots already. <laughs> it's going to happen again. Is he going to be the next Patriot killer in the yeah, Super Bowl? Yeah, the, the next <laughs> NFC East Patriot killer. Oh, man. Uh, Saquon Barkley, I know you said it. Um, he's out four to eight weeks, the high ankle sprain. They are leaning more towards the higher end of yeah, I saw that, that injury. Probably going to be about six, seven, eight weeks yeah. without him, which really that's a big blow. But yeah. with how Daniel Jones is playing, that, that just means they're going to have to rely on him more, which I don't know that could hurt him. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it could. Because... I mean Saquon's stats six and a half or almost six and a half yards per carry already this season. Uh, I think their backup right now is Wayne Gallman, so that's a pretty big drop off. Yeah, uh, from him from Barkley to Gallman, but yeah, I don't know how that'll. I mean, what what do you realistic realistically think they'll do this season? I think they're gonna do a solid like eight and eight. Really? Yeah, I think they'll turn around. I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs with that. I think the Cowboys are gonna run that division this year not on the basis of that they're really good i just think the division's really weak right now yeah (laughs) yeah it's and again saquon hasn't missed any games yet in his career i mean it's only a second season but we'll see how he comes back from injury right how he responds um falcon safety count o'neill he's had a tough couple of years i yeah that's awful. Like you, you're trying to come back from your torn ACL, and then you tear your Achilles. And three games in, dude, I understand what happened, but they gave him a penalty when he tore his. Really? Yeah, he slammed his helmet down in pain, and they gave him a penalty <sighs> for it. But yeah, he's only played in four games the last two seasons. Yeah, he was a Pro Bowler in his second year, 2017, and now, now it's like completely derailed his career with. You know, last year he tore his ACL. I think that was in the first game of that's, the season. That's so awful. You really hate to see it. Like, you want yeah. guys to go out there and... Especially when you got people that talented and, you know, he went healthy. He's probably a top 10 safety in the league. Right. But now it's like... And I think... I don't remember if he was a first-round pick because this... If, if not, this would be his last year in contract. But... Because I think... He might have been a first. I don't think he was actually. No, he was a first round pick. I don't know if they picked up his first round option, but with this now, it could put that in jeopardy. Right. But I'd, I'd assume they would still pick it up. You know, just. I hope. I hope he comes back next year, and just really like tears it up. Yeah. Gets, like, no, it doesn't picks. doesn't oh. tear, doesn't tear it like doesn't tear anything. But he tears Bad choice it up. Of words there. <laughs> So, uh, NFC uh, North and West looking like the two best divisions in football right now. You got, um, in the West, you got the Rams and 49ers, both 3-0. and And in the NFC North, you got the Bears, the Vikings, not the Vikings, the Bears, the Packers, the Lions. I mean, I guess the Vikings, too. They're yeah. all really They're solid. all at two wins or more. Yeah, that, that division is, is going to be dangerous yeah. this year. I'll talk a little bit about the NFC North if you want to take the West. Oh, I'll take the West. With your Niners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, but uh, yeah. The Niners looked really bad on Sunday. They're going to need to figure something out. Uh, Steelers forced five turnovers. So, I, I mean, they fumbled it a couple more times but recovered that, and they still won. And before that, teams were 0-28-1 when turning the ball over five-plus times since 2016. Which is just insane. Yeah. And I think I'm going to credit that to the Steelers also turned the ball over. There was one in the fourth where 
we fumbled the ball in the in their red zone and then they got it back and then they fumbled it back on the very next play. So caught a lucky break. And I think there was some crazy stat about how some of um his pass the Steelers. Oh yeah. Mason Rudolph. Yeah, their passes were like only two yards over the line of scrimmage. Like yeah, he only had two passes that went more than two yards past the line of scrimmage in the air before they're being caught. Right. Which sounds like a lot of check downs and screens. Yeah. And short passes. Which I think says that um doesn't trust him. They they should though. I mean Big Ben's out, you gotta trust him. I mean it's just like when Rogers was out. They just ran the ball more and did yeah. check downs and stuff. I mean, they got James Conner, too, so. Yeah. The Rams look, of course they look good. They, they're the hottest team right now, one of the hottest teams. The defense is strong. Another contender. Yeah. Another contender Of course. <laughs> I, I'm going to be kind of worried when the Niners have to play the Rams. That's going to be first real test. But um, the North, how's the North looking The right North now? is scary. As a Bears fan, dude, the Lions um, are the Lions are two and zero, two and, and on one. one. <laughs> so technically, they are undefeated. Technically, um, when's the last time you could say that the Lions are not, undefeated? Not, not a long time. <laughs> um, but yeah, Packers three and zero. Their defense is pretty good, a lot better than last surprisingly season. Surprisingly good, like, like next level. Surprisingly, yeah, good. I know it's all those signings they had and those draft picks. They they're paying off early in the season we'll see if they can keep it up i'm i'm still not sure on the bears i know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bail them out because they because they stomped on the redskins <laughs> like that first they almost, half they almost lost that game uh. like kind of because <laughs> they just couldn't like they were penalties redskins were scoring touchdowns like in the fourth kind of garbage time but yeah. still like they like made it a two-score game at the end Still, still a sixteen point win though. I mean, that's it's the Redskins, like you said, but yeah. I mean, it was a good game to finally get some offense going, just for some momentum for next week. Yeah, Trubisky had three passing touchdowns, right? All in the first half. Yeah, all to Taylor Gabriel, too. If you had him on your fantasy team, you had a good night <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. You had the Bears they, defense. You had a good night. They scored like twenty points in fantasy. Yeah, they had a pick six. They had a couple more interceptions. Good amount of sacks. Yeah. Couple force fumbles. Yeah, but yeah, that Taylor defense Gabriel, is insane. Three touchdowns. He had two all of last year. So well, he's already doing better. Could than be on pace year. for a pretty good year from him. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, we, talk, we didn't talk about the Vikings, but they're two and one. Their only loss is against the Packers. They're it's a, it's a quality loss. Yeah, they had the Raiders last week, so another kind of weak team as they Bears and Vikings prepare to play each other this week, right. which is going to be pretty big deciding factor in the early race for the division um another deciding factor tonight packers eagles i got talk about a little later i got the packers in that one (laughs) but um i I just want to talk about we still got some uh undefeated teams we already talked about the niners we talked about the rams packers so we got the patriots cowboys chiefs and bills who do you out of that lot who interests you the most um for me uh, the Chiefs and the Patriots are probably the two. Well, yeah, those are the two juggernauts. Teams, but yeah. I gotta say, the Bills are looking impressive. They got a big test this week against the Patriots. I got a I got a bold take for that game. 
You gotta stick around for that. I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it. That's my game of the week. Game of the week. But yeah, Josh Allen, uh, 200 yards in eight straight games, passing yards. I mean, um, which is the longest Bill streak since Jim Kelly. That's a Hall of Famer. Oh yeah. Um, Should see him in some shorts. He looks good. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, Josh Allen is. He's looking better than last season for sure. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, if, if he can take down Tom Brady and the Pats, that's... Well, when's the last time they beat the Patriots? Wasn't that like... 2016 when yeah. Brady was out yeah. with suspension. Because that was the Jacoby Brissett-led team. Oh, it was. And Bills that was like won. all deflate gate and yeah, stuff. Yeah, Bills right? won 16-0. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I, I still think the Bills are pretenders, but they proved me long, wrong last week. I mean, they beat the Bengals, but... Now they not, got a test. Yeah, now they got a real test. This could be... If they beat them, they are, they have the division lead. Mm-hmm. I mean, it won't matter too much to the Patriots because they'll probably finish twelve and four, thirteen three, right? Something like that. The Bills. This is important for the Bills in the long run to at least steal one from the Patriots, right. so you could make the playoffs. Yeah, because I I think they can be a wild card team. Yeah, yeah, honestly. I could see that. I could see that if they keep it up. Um, those Patriots, man, their offense is insane. They're outscoring opponents 106 to 17 over their first three games, which is insane. Like, I know they fl- they played the Steelers, Dolphins, Jets, right? Yeah. Are they going to be able to do that against the Bills? The Bills got an improved defense. Their but- defense has been very solid this year. Their defense was really solid last year, and all they did was add people. They didn't lose anybody right. on defense. So, I don't know. That's going to be a real test of both sides of the ball for both teams. You're going to have the Patriots. The Patriots' defense has been really solid, too. So you're going to see, like, if Josh Allen and the Bills' offense can keep up if their defense kind of lacks, you know? Yeah, it, it it should be a good game, hopefully. I mean, either that or Patriots will win by, like, 28. I mean, you never know. <laughs> I don't want that. I want the, I want the AFC East to be competitive for once. Just let one team be good besides the Patriots. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, now flip it around talk about the 0 and 3 teams. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So, 0 and 3 teams, we got Bengals, Broncos, Dolphins, Jets, Steelers, Redskins. I will say the two teams I'm surprised most being 0 and 3 are the Steelers and the Broncos. Oh man, I thought you were going to say the Dolphins. No. It's a tank bowl. <laughs> um I mean Steelers Ben Big Ben's out for the season, so you can't really get too upset. Right. If you're a Steelers fan, like it's just bad timing injury bug Broncos I thought they were going to be solid like getting a new defensive coordinator getting Fangio in there and having Flacco and Emmanuel Sanders coming back and all that I thought they were going to be a solid team I thought the AFC West was going to have a challenger but not so far no I mean you mentioned Emmanuel Sanders he's been their only only receiving touchdown yeah only player to catch a touchdown this year yeah um they still got Philip Lindsay, who's playing somewhat well. Yeah, they're just not able to pull through and get wins. Going back to the Steelers, though, you know they're usually based on that solid defense that you know them by. This yeah. year, they've allowed 400 plus yards in each game um, to open the year, which hasn't happened to in that for them for a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's plus they have or they gave the Dolphins that first round pick so <laughs> they can't tank that's why they're trying because they know that they they can't 
Um, speaking of the Dolphins, they've been outscored 133-16 to 16 so far. Most points given up in the first three games in the Super Bowl era. What is going on in Miami? They just aren't trying. They just really aren't trying. Josh Rosen's a starter now. Um, I guess they have 13 games to see what he can do. Yeah. I mean, they no have no, magic this no help for him, so it won't really help his That O-line is horrendous. They just need help everywhere. Plus, they traded their best offensive – or, yeah, one of their best offensive linemen away for, uh, you know, picks, which I don't know if that was the right move, but if he wanted out. I think this is the most um, overt tanking I've ever seen in the NFL. Ever. I don't think I've ever – Okay, I asked you this last week, but are they really going to go 0-16? Dude, this is statistically the worst football team ever. Ever? Yes. Worse than the 08 Lions? Yes. It's close. Absolutely. How many (laughs) points did the 08 Lions score through three games? I would have to look that up. Yeah. (laughs) Hold up. I'm going to pull that up. Yeah, because what? It's – yeah, I'd say the Dolphins this year are probably in contention for that worst team, but you still got a whole – um, All right, I got the 2008 go. Detroit Lions here. So through their first three games, they scored. Let me guess. Hold up. Is it like so? They 30? scored. They scored. Um. Way more than what? 16 oh yeah, I'm points. looking here. No, it looks like what 59. Yeah. Or what? However many points Dolph scored, sixteen. Yeah, the the, the yeah. Lions scored twenty-one <laughs> points in their first game. I mean, they had rookie Calvin Johnson, so they had something. Right. To, but you know, statistically, this is the worst team in NFL history right now. Right if they, now, yes. if they continue this trend, they will be the worst. Worst team of offense all time. and worst defense. Yes, probably in the league. Yeah. I don't know if that's right, but it probably is. Right. Um, Which is not a good combination. <laughs> Um, we have we do have a small bright spot for one of these teams, the Redskins. Uh, Terry McLaurin's first wide receiver in history to record five catches and a touchdown in each of his first three games. Scary Terry. He's he was he's impressed himself. me. Yeah, because he's a guy. I was like, you got to stop him. Yeah. Um, and I saw you know everybody saw it Monday night. He was on the big stage, still produced. Yeah. Um, do you think it's ha- you think it's time for Haskins? I wouldn't throw him into that fire. No, not this year. Because then you're going to have the fans getting on him. Like, Yeah, you don't want to just throw him behind that line that gave up however many sacks it was against the Bears. Yeah, well, that was the Keenum, Bears. Keenum turned the ball over five times. <laughs> it was yeah. the Bears defense. Yeah, I was like really hoping they wouldn't just throw him in against the Bears defense on Monday night. Yeah. I was like, that would be the worst thing you could do for him. That that gr- that meat grinder in the Bears offense. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bengals are struggling. They can't establish the run. Not at all. I, they just, I don't know. I feel bad for Dalton. Yeah, he had what five or six straight playoff appearances that ended in the wild card round. Yeah, and now since they've just been bad, I don't think it's his fault. No, I think they need to do a complete rebuild. Plus, isn't AJ Green hurt? Or is he playing again? I think he's still hurt. Because I mean, John Ross has kind of come on as a good receiver. He's in the top five in NFL receiving yards so far this year. Um. Joe Mixon's a good running back. He just hasn't played good. He's 2.8 yards a carry, no t- no rushing touchdowns. He has a touchdown catch. Yeah, he's but, not, even, not even playing and, this year. And then their second back, Gio Bernard, two yards a carry, which is even worse. Plus, I think they have a back on IR that they drafted in, like, the fourth round. Yeah. Um. So, really, just not looking great at um, the onset for the Bengals. I don't even want to talk about the Jets. <laughs> Somehow, they're right. They're right. Um above the dolphins yeah 
right above them, 11 points per game. That's And Le'Veon Bell is very much underperforming after holding out all last season. 2.9 yards a carry. Is that his fault or is it the Jets' offensive line? I'm going to say it's a little bit of both. I think that's just a product of not playing in over a year. Yeah, it's it's just plus Sam Darnold's out, so they're on what their third string quarterback yeah. right now. Yeah, I think he's supposed to come back after their bye, like week six or something. Yeah, but for now, it's just kind of a mess. Um, the NFL is a mess, a fun mess. It always is. <laughs> That's all we have for NFL. We're gonna be back in thirty seconds. We're gonna start talking some MLB playoff baseball. You're listening to A and A at eight on eighty-eight point three. The dog. Welcome back. You're listening to A and A at eight on eighty-eight point three. The dog. My name is Austin Gillentine, and I'm Andrew Stevens. So it's time to talk some baseball. Cubs. They're done. Lost. They're done. They lost eight of their last, or no, lost eight straight. Lost ten of their last eleven, and the Brewers win last night versus the Reds eliminates the Cubs officially. What happened to the Cubs, man? Terrible stretch. Uh, I really don't know. Um, <laughs> Like you said, lost eight in a row. Yeah. I mean, they lost two in a row to the Pirates, who they just demolished like, like, in that last series. Like, when was that last series? Like a month ago? I or think like a it couple was. Weeks ago? Yeah. A couple weeks ago. It was something like that. But yeah, because like, they were beating them like 16 to, 16 to 1. Um, yeah. 12 to 4. Scores like that. And then now they just lost to them 9 to 2 Tuesday night. It's right. Like, it's just like a complete. I think change. it was just the morale is just kind of in the dumps. Yeah, it's, and they kind of figured that they were done, because like at the same time they were having that really bad streak. The Brewers just went on an absolute hot streak right oh, past yeah. them. Oh yeah, well I mean what happened? What I think really sealed their fate was getting swept by the Cardinals. Yeah, it really did. That was I know we talked about that last week. That was a big series to look out for in this whole NL wild card Central playoff race, and especially at home. Yeah, because I remember you predicted what. It was going to be a split, yeah. And I was like, uh, Cardinals 3-1 probably. Yeah. And, and they, they ended up not even winning a game. Right. Especially that one game uh, Saturday yeah. where they just blew it. Yeah. Because um, I remember they were up for, like, the whole game, and then they just lost at the end. Speaking of the Cardinals, they officially clinched a playoff berth. That NL Central is not decided yet. We still have this this uh, tonight's games – and uh, this, weekend. this weekend series between two different teams to um, decide that. We have the Brewers are on an absolute tear right now. After um, over their last 20 games, they are 17-3, and and they are 12-2 and after losing Yelich for the season. Ryan Braun has really stepped up, and so has Mike Moustakis. The, um, they clinched the wild card spot last night. They can still win the division. Because they're only a game and a half back on the Cardinals. So, really, the NL is still – there's still a lot to be decided. Yeah, because – If you're the Brewers, you want that division. You don't want to play in a one-game playoff against the Nationals. Because I don't think there's a way they could tie, is there? Tie the Nationals? Like, tie the – no. Tie the Cardinals? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think the Brewers want to do that back-to-back seasons. Right. I I personally believe coming into the playoffs the Brewers are the hottest team right now. And it's not in baseball. It isn't about who's the best team, who's the most skilled team. It's about who's playing the best baseball at that particular moment, and I think it is the Milwaukee Brewers. My bold prediction right now 
for the MLB playoffs is expect to see the Brewers in at least the NLCS. Really? At least. And then see if they can they can get some revenge on the LA Dodgers. Yeah, I don't think whoever I don't think whoever comes out of that wild card game is getting out of that division series against the Dodgers. So really the Brewers they got to want that division. Oh, I mean yes. after this big this big run, they got the Rockies this weekend. I know. Uh, the Cardinals yeah. got the Cubs though. So All it's right. really maybe the Cubs will try and play spoiler to their arch nemesis and help out their other yeah their other <laughs> arch nemesis but i don't know it's looking it's looking up for the brewers even after losing their mvp um elsewhere in baseball you have the twins just clinched the division last night because the indians lost to the white Sox. astros clinched the division yankees clinched the division dodgers clinched division and home field advantage yeah because the dodgers have been clinched for a while right? yeah yeah but now they just recently got home field. Um, Braves clinched their division, and you have the Nationals, who are most likely going to be wild card gonna one. Be in, yeah. um, I do want to talk about AL wild card race because there's still a lot to be decided there. Divisions are all locked up, but you have the Rays and A's. They are tied in the wild card. They're both in, but if the tie holds, the A's would host the one game playoff. You have the Indians are one game back of the Rays in that wild card race. And they're still, I mean, theoretically, the A's could lose their next four or three games, however many they have left, and not make the playoffs. Yeah, that would be That's <laughs> just how crazy it is right now. Each team is only separated by a game. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, the A's and the Rays both have 95 wins. Indians have 93. They're a game and a half back. Oh, game and a half, sorry. Because the A's are only a half game up on the Rays. Right. So it's really that's going to be an interesting. You got three teams fighting for two spots. Yeah, and so it's one gonna, of them's going to lose. That and one. it's going to suck because all those teams have ninety plus wins. Yeah. Imagine imagine winning over ninety games and not making the playoffs. That doesn't happen a lot. No, and it's just like plus they're all playing really well. They're both they're all three of those teams are seven and three in their last ten. They're really just fighting for it. I'm going to be that wild card game is probably going to be one of the best games of the playoffs just because you're going to have two like. If you put those teams in like another, well, I mean, I mean, I guess not in another division because they're the AL has been really good this year. All the all the division winners are going to have close to a hundred wins. Right. I think the Twins are going to be the only ones who hit like ninety eight or something like that. How many yeah. wins do they have right now? Twins are at ninety eight. Yeah. So uh, all the division winners, barring the Twins not winning right two games, are going to have a hundred plus wins. Yeah, because so, both the Astros and the Yankees are already up over that mark. Right. So just the AL is looking really strong. Really, I think really the only strong. team that could threaten the AL, or I mean, just the Yankees and Astros, would be the Dodgers. But that—that's yeah, baseball, though. They're probably the strongest team in the NL right now. Yeah. Um, that's all I got for baseball. For baseball, right? Yeah. Now. When we come back, we're gonna be talking about some uh, NBA preseason and uh, WIU football. You're listening to A and Eight on eighty-eight point three, the Dog. Welcome back. You are listening to A and Eight on eighty-eight point three, the Dog. I am Austin Gillentine, and I'm Andrew Stevens. We got some NBA preseason exhibition action starting Monday. Um, we have the Shanghai Sharks taking on the Houston Rockets. Um, A very storied rival. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they just have this kind of deal where a lot of overseas teams come and play NBA teams for playoff or not playoff that would be right <laughs> uh, yeah. preseason action um 
there's been some teams that have come and upset the NBA teams. I mean, obviously, yeah, NBA teams aren't are playing. Yeah, really trying, you know. Right. But, but yeah, the Shanghai Sharks, uh, they've come to Houston the last three seasons. Um, Rockets always take care of business. Handily. But, handily beat the Sharks. Um, but there's some intrigue. The Sharks got Jimmer Fredette, uh, kind of a fan favorite. Yeah. Whether you're an NBA fan, college basketball fan. Right. Or, yeah, college basketball fan. But yeah. They also got a former Rocket in Luis Scola. I think it's a good opportunity for those two guys to show off in front of an NBA team or, like, just people watching. Plus just the whole team in general, get them some exposure. Right. Um, Because obviously those guys want to be in the NBA. And I feel bad for Jimmer. Because I remember remember back in high school it would be Jimmer range. Yeah, plus I think he signed with an NBA team last season. Did he? At one point. I can't. Yeah, it was with the Suns. Well, last time Fredette was um, played the Rockets when he was on the Sharks, he had uh, 41 points and nine rebounds last yeah, year. Last preseason. So I mean, is I, I'm going to make a bold prediction. Fredette's going to go for 50. 50. Yeah, he's going to go for <laughs> 50 against the Rockets. That would definitely make it on ESPN. You think? think? Yeah. They're going to ESPN's going to make 50, a big deal about if it. If you put up 50 points, <laughs> they'd be like, "Jimmer's back." Yeah, he's back. Um, Do you think he'll end up playing for an NBA team this season? Someone's gonna need him. If Joe Probably Johnson, late in the season. if Joe Johnson can get signed, then Jimmer Fredette can get signed. Because I don't understand how Joe Johnson runs a scrub league, a three-on-three league, <laughs> and gets signed by the Detroit Pistons. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. I think he's still got some left in the tank, but I mean, I mean, it's gonna be hard going from big three to NBA, NBA action because big three is half court, half court, and all those guys are washed up. It goes to old. fifty. Yeah. They have, I think, because, like, I think halftime starts when you get 25 points, whoever gets to 25 yeah. first. But, yeah, like, I think the youngest player in that league is, like, 28, 29, 30. I don't know. It's an interesting concept, though. Like, you get to see all these former NBA All-Stars. I mean, it's exciting, but I just don't understand how the Pistons can justify signing the best player in that league when the talent level in that league is... It's like a rec league. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's like signing the best guy at your... Your hometown rec league is like, oh, you were the best player. You want to go play for the Pistons? I mean, I guess the Pistons will take whatever they can get. Cause <laughs> I mean, you can't disrespect Iso Joe, though. I will give him that. He's, I mean, the one thing I'll give him is if you need someone to make a game-winning shot, you'll put him in. He'll probably make it. Yeah. But it'd be I, nice to see him get a ring, but he's also with the Pistons. Yeah. Their Pistons, the East is pretty much between the Bucks and the Sixers right now. And yeah, the NBA will start soon. We'll have a lot to talk about once oh, that yeah. starts up. Um, a lot of stuff went down this summer, uh, but I won't get into it because obviously we'll have a lot to talk about later on. Oh yeah, on. Then we're gonna we're gonna have a whole like NBA summer recap going into the first week of the season and predictions and all that. A lot of stuff. good stuff. <laughs> right now, I want to talk about some WIU football. We had a thirty-eight to twenty-four loss over the past weekend to Tennessee Tech in a game that was delayed by severe weather for two hours and 27 minutes. They only got about five minutes of that first quarter in before they had to had to delay the game. It was an interesting game. It was packed with it, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Because start of the fourth quarter, it looked like it was over. Oh, yeah. You know, Western down, wasn't even in it. They were, they down, were down 31 to 10, yeah, right? Yeah, 31 to 10. 
scored a couple touchdowns. Oh yeah, got back within seven, but defense couldn't stop uh, Bailey Fisher, who Dude, ran he had a game. all over. Didn't he have three rushing touchdowns? He had. I believe he did. I think he had three rushing touchdowns. Plus, and he like threw for four or three or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he had a good game. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the kind of. We got to we got to look at a couple different quarterbacks for Western. Oh yeah, yeah. So in the first half, Samson left the game and then came back at the start of the second half on crutches on the sideline. I don't know if he's injured or if they're just being cautious. Precautionary. Yeah, may have just tweaked something, nothing official. So they put um, senior transfer Kevin Johnson in. From Richmond. Yeah, and he threw all over the Tennessee Tech defense. Yeah, he had a couple picks, but, I mean, you look at just the yards per completion compared yeah. with Samson and Johnson. Samson had six and a half. Johnson had almost 16 yards of completion. Three I for mean, three hit, touchdowns, which, yeah. I mean, you made a bold prediction that Samson <laughs> was going to throw for three touchdowns, but actually it was Kevin Johnson. That's so what guess, you meant to say, right? guess, You meant yeah, to say yeah. Kevin Johnson <laughs> was going to throw for three touchdowns. Yeah, I'd say it still stands a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and I said WIU was going to score 24 points. They That's did, true. but they didn't win. Yeah. So both The of, defense we, didn't do what you thought it was going to do. We were both right. <laughs> in, in a way. In some way, yeah. In a way. But, yeah. Johnson, he yeah, like I said, he threw those two picks, but he had three touchdowns, which it was all in the same quarter. It was the most offense we've seen all year. Right. At in one little one setting. I um, mean the defense did step up a little bit in that fourth quarter after WIU scored a touchdown and then Tennessee Tech got the ball and I think on the second play of that drive Western got a pick. Yeah. Uh J- uh Fisher threw a pick to <coughs> To one of our linebackers. I think it was Andre Whitley. Yeah, it was Whitley. That's who it was. And then on the very next play, Johnson finds uh, Wahi for the 18-yard touchdown. Or was it Dennis Houston? No, it was Wahi. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. So they still fall because on that next possession by Tennessee Tech, they ended up getting a field goal. So. Or no. A touchdown? No, it was a field goal. Oh, yeah. Because they ended up winning 34, wasn't it? Or no, 38. It was a touchdown. Oh, it was a touchdown. Yeah, 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 yeah it was Fisher a Bailey Fisher. Bailey Fisher rushing touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. He carried the ball like four times in a row on that drive and then eventually broke out for a 26-yard touchdown. Yeah, because he ended up having 13 carries for 109 yards, three touchdowns. He was their leading rusher. How do you do that? I don't know. Defense. Looking like Michael Vick out here. Yeah. Um, they're on bye week this week. Um, There's... They're on four in non-conference play. They open up conference play next Saturday against Missouri State, who's also struggling. Yeah, zero three on the season. So someone's got to win. Yeah, unless they get a tie. Oh, there's no ties in college football. Right. <laughs> Thankfully, but I mean, NFL should do that. Technically, they can still make the playoffs through conference record, right? Or I think that? so. I think so. It's but good. I mean, it's so tough. There's, there's the no own way. four in the non-conference play really. There's no way they're going to make the playoffs. That's my, that's my piece on it. I mean, they could probably turn their season around. Just and, depends on that first conference game. Yeah, but I think because you got some, you got the toughest team in the FCS in your division. Yeah, and they got to go play them in Fargo. Right. So that's yeah, NDSU, North Dakota State. Um, in case you didn't know, but yeah. They had Carson Wentz. Then they had Easton Stick, both NFL draft picks. Yeah. that's uh, And they've won, like, seven of the eight, last eight FCS That's that really They really should be an FBS team. I think I've seen stuff about them moving up. Just leave. I just don't know if, they, like, if you're already dominating FCS, like, 
Oh, I'm sure they bring in a ton of money winning the FCS like every Because they've had like FBS upsets over the years. Too. Yeah. They've beat like Iowa or Iowa State, one of the two. Yeah. I think they could probably transition as the FBS school, but then does their success end? Oh, absolutely. It's going to – you're going to have to recruit based on your FCS success and tell them right. we can continue that into the FBS, but they're going to need to recruit better. I mean, they are getting top – top prospects and they have guys getting drafted right you got they, you got someone starting for an nfl team like right carson wentz yeah he was like the second overall pick right from ndsu right so i'm not saying that F- fcs players are bad i'm just saying if they go to the fbs they're going to need to recruit even higher talent it would be interesting to see how they would fare i would like what, to see what it. conference I wish you think they would go to i mean they probably, probably start the american as an, they'd probably start as an independent for the first couple seasons i'd say probably the american yeah just because UCF needs someone to play. <laughs> Speaking of UCF, they got upset over the weekend on a Philly special against oh, Pitt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was rough. Um, WIU Sports this week, we got men's soccer looking to get their first win of the season against 19th-ranked Missouri State. I I don't know. Their only bright spot is the, um, their goalie. He just tied for 10th all-time in oh, really? uh, program saves. So there's there's a bright spot, but they yeah. really, they're really trying to get over the hump. Yeah, just a rough start. Zero and seven on the year. Yeah. Um, playing a ranked opponent. I mean, a nineteen Missouri State. Yeah. They also have a game Saturday against Northern Illinois. Yeah, a couple bigger. I mean, I guess two two bigger opponents than they've been playing. I mean, they played Northwestern a couple yeah. weeks ago. Um, but yeah, hopefully they can get their first win in one of those two games. And then uh, volleyball against South Dakota State. Volleyball uh, just recently lost their eighth match in a row the other night. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're looking to turn it around. Yeah, 3-11 and 11 right now on the year. But, yeah, another another chance to turn things around because they're on a pretty – they're on a four-game away uh, run. Oh, they won four in a row? Or no, they're, the they're on a four-game oh, four game road, road, road trip. That's yeah. what I meant. Because uh, they just played uh, Purdue-Fort Wayne a couple days ago, and now they got a little run in the Dakotas because they're playing South Dakota State. Then they got North Dakota, and then North Dakota State. You're just running through all the Dakotas. <laughs> but um, we'll see how, how WIU Sports does coming into next week. Uh, we do have something else to talk about, WIU Sports. Uh, baseball team just hired a new head oh, head yeah, coach, right. not a head coach, a manager. Uh, Andy Pasco, he was the hitting coach at Butler. That's right. For the past three seasons, Butler did pretty good. They made the Big East tournament twice or once, something like that. Um, so hopefully the baseball team can turn it around. weren't didn't fare too well last season, but we have a new season coming up. We got a new manager. So I'm looking for for some big things out of the baseball team this year. And they actually have a – I think it's an exhibition game this weekend. Oh, really? Uh, against Heartland Community College. Well, there you go. If you uh, want to come out and see your, your new Leatherneck uh, manager, go and see the exhibition this weekend. At home. At on home. On Sunday. We're going to take another quick break. I think when that's we, our last break, right? Yep. This is our last break. When we come back, we're going to 
give you our quick picks and our game of the week. You're listening to ANA at 8 on 88.3 The Dog. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to ANA at 8 on 88.3 The Dog. I'm Andrew Stevens. And I'm Austin Gillentine. So we're going to do some quick picks right now. It's the point of the show where we just rattle off some games and we say who's going to win and why. Right now, uh, we're going to do Eagles and Packers tonight on Thursday Night Football. I got the Packers because Eagles do not look good. Oh, <laughs> uh, you got? I'm going to take the Eagles. I'm going with the upset. Are you just Are you just disagreeing with me to disagree right now? Oh, I mean, plus I want the Packers to lose. Yeah. But, I mean, it's at Lambeau. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is 13-2-1 in his last 16 starts at home. Mm. But I just have a feeling the Eagles are going to pull it off by, like, three points. Yeah, some some fluky thing happens. Rodgers will throw a pick or something. Something. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I picked the Packers. I'm in a I'm in a pool and I I picked the Packers to win. So and I'm in first right now. You got so. them going four zero. Yeah. Um, college football. We got number eighteen Virginia taking on number ten Notre Dame in Notre Dame. So tough tough schedule for Notre Dame. I guess that's what happens when you're an independent. You really have to schedule tough teams right to play against i mean yeah they just lost to georgia yeah one of the top teams so they didn't drop that far in the rankings yeah they're still 10th uh taking on another ranked opponent i'm i'll i'll i'm looking for notre dame to bounce back and beat virginia you get you think so yeah yeah because they're two and one right now still ranked number 10 but i mean it's kind of justified seeing as who they played and they had a pretty good they they stuck with them you know, right. Uh, but Virginia's 4-0. I mean, if they can beat Notre Dame, I think they'd move up a little bit, probably around. Yeah, if they beat Notre Dame, look for Notre Dame to drop out of the top 25. Yeah, And definitely. look for look for Virginia to at least jump up five spots. Five spots? Yeah. That you're, who you got in this game then? I got Notre Dame. Notre Dame. I think disagree I, with me I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, I think Virginia – I, you just don't like to agree with me. <laughs> That's all it is. I mean, Virginia hasn't played anyone huge. Right. You know, they've had a couple of games like William and Mary, Old Dominion, but they're averaging 13, 35 points a game on offense and only giving up 18 points per game. So, really, I, I think Virginia can pull it off and move to 5-0. and I mean, I'll give them credit if they do. I know it's not... In our quick picks, I do want to talk about, we got 15th-ranked Cal. Tell your kids about 15th-ranked Cal. The last time they were this good is when they had Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> so, look out. the pack. That's the, I think that's the Pac-12's last undefeated team. It might be. I'm not positive, but. I think it is, because I got the rankings right here. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because Utah's 3-1, and one, Washington's 3-1. and one. Yeah, California's 4-0. I like how UCLA is at the top of the South with a one and three record. Yeah, but it, their only win was conference win. Yeah, but yeah, Cal. Who are they playing? You said they are playing Ole Miss. Yeah. No, uh, they just State. played Ole Miss. Arizona State. Arizona this State. Yeah. Oh, and then um, <coughs> not not this weekend. Like next weekend, they're playing thirteenth uh, ranked Oregon. So that'll Tough be that'll out. be a that'll be a game of the week next week for sure. And then they also have uh, Utah, who's still ranked nineteenth, and USC, who's ranked twenty first. Pac twelve, they're just they're just eating each other. Like none yeah. of them are going to make the playoffs because they're all really good. <laughs> it's just like the SEC. 
Except the SEC's the going to have probably three of the four right playoff teams. Because yeah, they'll have Alabama, Alabama, Georgia, Alabama, Georgia, LSU. It's been a while Tough for LSU. Place to play. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you still got teams like Ohio State trying to crack in the top four. Auburn still looking really good. Wisconsin. Wisconsin crushed yeah. Michigan. <clears throat> I don't remember. Didn't you say it was going to be a two-touchdown game? Yeah. yeah it, it was not close. No. they. Uh, Wisconsin was up, what, 21 to nothing at one point? <coughs> oh, I'm dying over here. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, they were up, like, 35 to 8 at one point and <coughs> and they yeah, moved they up, really just put a beat down on Michigan. They moved up 5 spots from that win. Where are they at right now? They are at number 8. Number 8. So, the Big 10 is a gauntlet as well. Yeah, and they I think a lot of teams are starting up conference play too. Yeah. Around this point. Yeah. So, there should be a lot of good games coming up. Because I know we'll want to talk a little bit more about college football in the future with oh yeah we're the season get, progressing. We're gonna get really into some college football here coming up. So if you're if you're a big college football fan, don't think we're we're ignoring it. We're not talking <laughs> about it. It's just we're waiting for things to get real spicy. We're waiting for the chaos to really yeah. start. But yeah, Wisconsin playing Northwestern this week. Not a huge matchup no. there. But a no. couple weeks they got twenty five Michigan State. Depending on where Michigan State is, but right at the time. But right now they're ranked. Barely, just barely. <laughs> so, continue with our quick picks. We had a little segue right there. Um, Want to talk about two important series this weekend in the MLB? Got the Indians and Nationals playing a three-game weekend series, and we have the Rays and Blue Jays playing a three-game weekend series. And this, these series are bo- are important for three of the four teams involved. So, Indians need to probably win out probably. to make the, to make the playoffs. Yeah, because right now they're a game and a half back. So essentially winning out would be their best bet. Yeah, and the Nationals would like to probably stay as the number one wild card team because you want to be at home in that playoff game. And they're only a game ahead of the Brewers. Right. But, I mean, you never know. They could end up being. And the Brewers overtake the Cardinals, but the Cardinals. Because they got to watch the Cardinals too. Right. And then you have just a bunch of moving pieces. So the Nationals, their best bet to just stay at home for the wild card game would be. Because, I mean, they've already clinched, but they want to have the best situation possible. Um, Rays are in Toronto. They're they're a game and a half up on the Indians. The Rays? For for the wild card? Yeah, Yeah, game and a half. So. They they need to win out too. Everyone <laughs> needs to win out this weekend to really. I mean, I don't have it on here, but the A's need to win out too, if they want to stay in. I think it's a tough task. Yeah, like, especially with the AL. You know, those three teams fighting for those two spots. Yeah, I mean the be... the Rays and the A's completely control their destiny. They just need to win. The Indians need to win and have one of those two teams lose. Mess up. Yeah. So it'd be really interesting if like two of those three teams were playing each other this weekend. Oh, dude, that would have been crazy. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna say that the AL is gonna stay where it's at. You're gonna stay where it's at. It's you gonna got be A's and the Rays. A's and the Rays. We're A's gonna and the Rays. we're gonna have a showdown at the uh, Oakland Coliseum. I think we're gonna have. The, I think the Indians will sneak in. You think? Yeah. Who are they gonna? Who's gonna drop out? A's or Rays? <sighs> Probably the Rays. Yeah, they look so That's good. My they bold beat prediction. the Yankees last night. That's my bold prediction. That's okay. It's a it's a hot take. It's a bold Indians prediction. Indians are gonna hop up over the Rays. Okay. Um, we'll have to check back on that next oh week. Oh, yeah, next week we got 
We're going to have AL and NL wildcard games to talk about and all that. We'll let you know what happened. Let's know if Jimmer went off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So now we're getting into the big big games. We got games of the week. Yes. We got our games of the week. Patriots 3-0 at the Bills, who are 3-0. Last 30 meetings, Patriots are 27-3. Patriots have won the last five. Last Bills win was, of course, when Brady was suspended for deflate gate and all that. And I think the Bills' last win before that was when Jimmy G played most of the game because it was week when, 17. When Brady tore his ACL or no, one year. No, because it was week 17, so they just let Brady play like a couple drives, and then Jimmy G came in. Okay. But so, so basically what we're saying is the Bills, they can only win meaningless games against the Patriots. <laughs> So uh, uh, well, that could change this weekend. I yeah, I have a spicy a spicy take. Let's hear a it. really hot take. Bills are winning this game. <laughs> the Bills are going to win this game. The defense is going to step up. They're they got they got it. They got it. They they're going to win. Bills Mafia <laughs> is going to come out strong in Buffalo. They're going to throw some people through some tables. <laughs> they're going to set someone on fire or whatever. Whatever they have to do to all will that kick team off. to win. Yeah, all before <laughs> kickoff. Who, what's the score going to be? Uh, Bills Bills 18, Patriots 14. How the 18? They're going to get a safety. <laughs> or two? <laughs> two safeties. No. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think, was just throwing a number at I you. Think if I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Low-scoring. I think for the Bills to win, they're going to have to go with the shootout. You think it's going to be a shootout? I, not a complete shootout. Like like Maybe like a 31-27. Okay. But I'm going to take the Patriots. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have to. I'm just being I'm just being contrarian Hopeful. for the sake of it. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I'm not just saying this for the radio if anyone thinks I'm just like trying to be funny. I took the Bills in my in my pick 'em pool. Did you? I took the Bills. It would definitely be a statement win. Yeah. For their season, because you know, if you beat the Patriots, I think you're for real. Yeah, I mean, I still don't believe they're for real, but if for the sake of being bold and like trying to pull away in my pool on some people, I figured everyone else took the Patriots, so I decided to okay. take Buffalo, and we're gonna see what happens. Um, but what's your game of the my week? My game this of the week? week. I'm not trying to be biased. All right, absolutely. I know no I'm a bias fan. on this show. Absolutely none. <laughs> but. I mean, I have to take the Bears and Vikings. Oh, well, yeah. Um, big game to determine, you know, who's going to kind of s- stand out in the NFC North for this the early for, race. This is for second place right now, right? Right. I mean, depending on if the Packers win or lose tonight. Right. But, but yeah, um, both teams are 2-1. and one. <clears throat> it's, at, it's at Soldier Field, so the Bears have that going for them. Plus, right. last year they swept the Vikings. Uh, Kirk Cousins is not looking great this year. His stats, he has, I think, three touchdowns, five interceptions or something like that. It's not good. I mean, the Vikings defense. Yeah, no, three touchdowns, two interceptions. No, he has like four fumbles. That's what it was. But, yeah, Kirk Cousins only has 502 yards through three games, which is about 130, 167 a game. Which isn't isn't bad, but Dalvin Cook is playing really well. Yeah, he's leading the NFL in rushing yards, so I guess Cousins doesn't have to play that good. But I'm gonna take the Vikings. Are you? Yeah, just to spite me. Just to no. spite you, because you disagreed with me <laughs> on the last one, so I'm gonna disagree with you on this one. I have to, I have to go with my Bears. 
Well, yeah, of course you want them to win. I mean, I think they can beat them by like 10, but realistically, I think it'll be a close game. It's going to be a defensive game. Yeah, because two good defenses. Yeah, Kirk Cousins, if he plays bad, Vikings won't win. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree. I mean, but, a good game I mean, week. if we can stop Dalvin Cook, that's the key. If the Bears can stop Dalvin well, Cook. Well, you know the defense is going to come up in yeah. that game. Both defenses are going to show what they can do. Plus the Vikings got a couple, or they got an offensive lineman that's not playing. So look for, I'm going to say look for one team from the NFC North to get snubbed from the playoffs. Just based on how competitive the division Honestly, is. Honestly, they could have three playoff teams. Well, they won't because of the NFC West. Right. But, it, but realistically, if the NFC West could. keeps up what they're doing, I don't. Even as a Niners fan, I'm really scared. I don't think I don't think they're going to keep it up. They play the Browns after their bye week, which thank thankfully the Browns think, aren't that good. Yeah, because that could have been like ended up being that could have been a big a four no four no matchup. Yeah, but we'll, we everyone knows about Cleveland's endeavors. Misery. Yeah, play calling has been. <laughs> Absolutely. Baker Mayfield struggled. God awful. Baker Baker Mayfield in the fourth quarter there, he had a wide open zone to run into the end zone on one of those goal line plays and he just tried to throw the ball. Yeah, he's we got a couple minutes here. Talk about Baker Mayfield. We have a minute. A minute. Okay. <laughs> so but yeah. Three that, touchdowns, five picks. He yeah. struggled. Um who do they play this week? Um I hurry, th- hurry, Andrew. I We're running out of time here. <laughs> they have the Ravens. Oh, yeah, that's oh, right. No. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I picked up uh, Ravens defense in fantasy because I don't think that might be do a much. smart move. So that's all we have for you today. We're, uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to have a lot of baseball to talk about. We're going to have all the playoffs ready, everything's set. I think both the wild card playoff games are going to be decided. We're going to have week four NFL to talk about. We'll have a oh, preview. Yeah of Leathernecks football homecoming um maybe a little Jimmer Fredette Jimmer, hype. Jimmer Fredette <laughs> action something but a recurring uh, theme here you've been listening to ANA at 8 on 88.3 the dog I'm Austin Gillentine and I'm Andrew Stevens hope you have a good morning Macomb <laughs>